The Green Chair is brought to you by you for you. To support The Green Chair, please visit our website and purchase a lip balm at thegreenchair.com.au. The Green Chair would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we have recorded this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. The Green Chair is produced on Wiradjuri Country. Welcome to the seventh episode of The Green Chair. I am your host, Denny Maddens, and thank you for joining me for this week's episode. The Green Chair is an inclusive space for regional women to connect, collaborate, and interact with one another in a supportive environment. At The Green Chair, we believe connection, collaboration, and inclusion are essential, sharing the good, bad, and the ugly. In this week's episode, our seventh, I speak with Elle Burrow. Elle is someone I admire and value her insight greatly. Elle is an e-commerce and content specialist and Elle likes to casually blow my mind and challenge my thought process. So let's jump into it. My name's Elle Burrow. I'm an e-commerce and content specialist, which means I work in the digital marketing space, looking after websites, social media channels, community management, data assets, things like that. Uh, I moved from Bathurst to Sydney in 2020 due to the pandemic. Love what I do here. Still miss the country a little bit, but have a good life with my three kids and my two dogs and all is well. So what does your morning look like? What is your morning routine? Uh, so my morning during the week is is a little bit split. So I have a hybrid role. I do three days at home. So my morning is obviously get up. I get up very early. I was not an early morning person before the current role. I get up, coffee is a must. I do a little bit of work before I go and do the school drop-off and then I come back and I have my breakfast after that. On the days that I do work in the office, I work in northern Sydney, which is about an hour commute from where I live. So I'll be up 5.45, coffee, dressed, out the door at 6.30 to carpool up there and then I usually work from eight until about four and then we carpool back and I'm eight till four, eight till five and then I'm usually driving in the in the driveway at the same time, which is 6.30. So uh, in terms of morning routine, I always make sure I have that coffee and I have that little moment of no one speaks to me and I'm not distracted by a podcast or Facebook or I just have a time where I can clear my mind and I always make sure I do my normal routines like my makeup and I pack my lunch and everything like that. So it's not really anything exciting like I get up and I do a 5k jog like my friends do or I get up and I do uh, yoga and deep meditation or anything like that. I just take a moment and I've just found my groove of what works for me. So that is to get up, to have that coffee, to not think about much in particular while I do that and then get ready and then do my makeup the way that I want to do it in the sequence that I can and then go. So while the two different parts of my workday or the start of my workday are very different in terms of when I work home, it's more laid back. I don't get out of my pyjamas until eight o'clock. I like it. So I'm pretty standard. My, my kids, I'm very lucky. My kids can make their own breakfast. My kids can make their own lunches. They're happy to do that because apparently it's exciting to make your own sandwich. So we're not going to unring that bell. <laughs> and, 
sets me up for the day in terms of I'm not stress running and I'm not, I feel more control of where I'm going and what I need to achieve because a lot of what I do, you need to think very nimbly and you need to think bigger picture at all times because the company I work for is a multi hundreds of millions of dollars worth of company and I oversee about 20 brands in the Australian branch. So you need to be able to say, I'm going to just get myself level before I begin. Look, I'm just really impressed that you can get out of the house that early. I can't even get out of bed then. So yeah, like kudos to you because I can't have a conversation with someone. I just grunt. So yeah, just envious that you can actually function at a level that you can get dressed and put makeup on and I'm going, uh, so yeah, like totally, totally envious of that situation. So, so spoiler alert, it's the cup of coffee that does it because otherwise no words. <laughs> See, I have the coffee and the words still don't come for like another half an hour after the coffee. <laughs> oh, that's, that's gold. That's good to know. Look, maybe I need to like have my coffee while I'm laying in bed still. Maybe like I can organize that. I don't know. My husband says to me every morning, he says, why do you always get up and play the drum kit? It doesn't matter what I do. Apparently I'm noisy as, and I put all my clothes out in the lounge room. I put my earrings out in the lounge room. The only thing I can't do is my makeup. Like I have to do that in the ensuite. He's just always like, why do you get up and play the drum kit? You're so loud, you know. But then again, I could walk across the timber floor and it's loud <laughs> according to him. So look, I it was in the job prior where I was only working part-time. So I started at nine, I finished at three or 2.30, you know, depending how long I took for lunch. So I would stay in bed until quarter past eight, didn't really see the point in doing much beyond getting out of my tracksuit pants. I sort of like this more corporate high-paced role. It makes me more focused, which makes me a little bit more diligent with my approach to the day and also the approach to how I present myself. I don't present myself as I'm knowledgeable, but I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm smarter than you. Like, I, I can't no, stand no. those. Yeah, yep. And yeah, so I, like, I'm very knowledgeable. I'm very good at what I do. And I know that. Yep. And I have had to actually bring that into play. Yeah. But I don't want to be a prat about it. I don't think we should be a prat about it. No, no, I completely agree with that too. It's um, otherwise it's quite um obnoxious. Like I know people who are like that, and it's like, yeah, we know you're good. That's great. Yes, sometimes there is a time where you need to say, actually, no, this is my jam. I know what I'm doing, but I don't need to continuously tell people that because you should be able to see that in what I do. Type scenario. It's what we call demonstrated capability. Is what it is. So wow. yeah. So that, that's your that's your key takeaway. Demonstrated capability that I know what I'm talking about because I talk the talk, but I walk the walk. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know everything. That's the thing. Some days I go to work and I go, I can see visually how we need to change that web page. I can see visually what needs to happen with that Facebook page. I can see visually where the campaign on TikTok is going to go. And that's just 15 minutes. That's three conversations in 15 minutes. And often that's even quicker, yeah. you know, but then I will go into my supervisor's office. He's, he's a really nice guy, right? Really knowledgeable. And I'll go, where is the data for this campaign? And he will show me a graph and he'll show me a whole bunch of numbers. And I'll feel like I'm sitting in the corner picking winners. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's because I haven't learned that yet. 
And that doesn't make me deficit. No. That just means I haven't learned that yet, you know? Yeah. And I, I may not learn that, but I know what I do really well. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we digress. No, no, and, and, and I, I think that's great. And also, too, like I definitely know I'm not good at everything, but I also then know, oh, I'm not good at this, but actually have you met whoever over here? They're actually really good about that or I can point some in the right direction because it would be really arrogant of me to think that I can do everything, but – you know, whoever over there, yeah, no, they're really good at that. Let me get you in touch with them. Yeah. Whatever. But I think with you know, with the country, everybody networks. Yeah. And and that's that's important. You know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy who can do this. I know a guy who can do that. And even when I first started on the first day, there's a big town hall meeting. So that's everybody, the 50 people in the Australia branch. And they all get together and they do like a presentation about where we're at in terms of numbers and where we're at in terms of what's being released or what what's changing, you know, because products change. They change over time, okay? So it's kind of like a here, here where we're at, let's talk about it. This is what we're thinking. This is where we're going forward and this is a, the to-do list. On day one, I said, oh, am I going to have to say anything? And my boss goes, no, 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 you never, have to say anything and I'm like okay so we we showed up we're standing at the side and we're watching this thing and the general manager turns and he points at me and he goes this is L we've been waiting for L since January this is in June <laughs> so L why don't you talk about yourself and I'm like oh shit so I got up and I go this is me and this is where I come from and you know this is my knowledge and like a little bit of background a little bit surface you know yeah and I said Oh, you guys don't want to know about education or anything like that. That was the word. I, that's what I said. And that's, we'll circle back to that one. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm really excited. So I'm going to ask you guys a lot of questions. I hope that I can help you how to. I know a guy and I pointed at my boss and he just <laughs> laughed. <laughs> and because I had always said, when I was in the country and, you know, it was my last job and when I ran a sole trader, you know, I can't do that. But I know a guy who can. Yeah. And I always knew a guy because I'd go and I'd build a website, especially when I was a consultant. You know, they go, can you build me a website? Yep. Okay. Can you make me a submission form and can you do this, you know, database, blah, 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 technical thing that I couldn't do? And I'd be like, well, I don't know how to do that, but I know this guy who can. So go and contact that guy. Yeah. And then, you know, and so that's the best bit about having networks. And I think Country people do that very well because they do it authentically. Yeah. They don't, they don't go in – I mean, city people do that well as well, but there's usually huge money attached with it. Yes. You know, so it's kind of like in the country we all help each other out a little bit more mm. and we all know a little bit more and it can be a bit nosy, but sometimes it can be really good for making community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I moved here where I live, the street where I live now. I've been here for oh, – not quite 18 months, but I know 95% of people on my street. It's only a little street, yeah. but I know 95%. And I was talking to one of my neighbours up the street and she goes, how do you know everybody? And I'm like, I say hello. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like dumbfounded. Like, do your people not say hello? You, you live in the same street. You know, what if something happened in the street? What if something happened to them? You didn't see them for three days. I don't live in their pocket. No. But, you know, if you're, you're walking down the street and you see their car door open, you should at least be able to knock on their door and go, hey, do you know the car door's open? Yeah. You know, like that's not that's not rocket science for me. But for those who haven't been exposed to that sort of country thing where we wouldn't think twice to knock on someone's door and say, hey, you've left your car boot open yeah. and it's nine o'clock at night. You know? So, yeah. It, it's so funny you say that. As like, I was in Parliament House last year. I got lost 
and I find like I was lost for like a long time and I finally found this blue carpet I was looking for and I got there and there was a security guard there and I was like oh my god I am so happy to see you and he looked at me like like I was a crazy person and I was like I was like oh so sorry I've been I've been lost for a long time and he just went right I was like okay no worries and then I got in the lift and there was somebody in there and I was like hi how are you going and they looked at me and just looked at me and didn't talk and it was like oh, okay sorry I forgot we ignore each other and I was like oh I forgot that like I haven't lived in Sydney for a while I forgot that we just ignore each other I was like oh sorry mm. yep mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not really good at that so it was it's quite interesting when people aren't like that they're like oh yeah she's she's a bit different or whatever I was like no I'm just trying to be friendly but sure no worries so no yeah. I that. I'm like 95% of your street look I'm that's I know not as many like in we've we live in a cul-de-sac so I know everybody in our cul-de-sac but from outside of our cul-de-sac I'm I don't know anybody really at all so you're you're definitely on the money there (laughs) if money wasn't a factor what would you do with your time I actually would do I really like what I do yeah (laughs) I would still do it yeah but I would use my spare time to do every weird activity that I could think of. So you know how you watch The Amazing Race, right? Yeah. And they go off and they, you know, they ride segways, they race segways through San Francisco or they go and they do a chair swing in Queenstown or they go and they do, you know, painting in Croatia or they go and they do whatever weird and wonderful thing, Mm. you know, go and sling a watermelon in Scotland. Like who does that? Yeah. But but they're the stories that you that you take to the pub. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. That you, you know, there's the there's the thing. It's like, you know, do you want to I'm going to a conference next week and they they're doing like team building activities. And we looked at the activities and you could do like paint and pinoir or you can do cocktails or you could do one of them was sailing a yacht down whatever and walking up the beach. And I'm like, oh my God. That's going to be so boring. Or go-karts. And I'm like, go let's karts. go go-karts. Yeah. Ping, you know, pinged my, t- my, my boss on because he's coming with me. And it's like, do you want to do go-karts? And he's like, what's your other choices? And I went, you can go on a yacht with 50 and 60-year-old people talking about how fabulous they are. Or you can come and do go-karts with me. And he says, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. That sounds fun. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, the the... Conference is, is going to be great. It's about digital marketing. That's that's a whole different download of the brain that we should do together. But, <laughs> um, it's you know, if money wasn't a factor, yeah, that's the sort of stuff I would do because it's not so much about fancy cars no. and the size of the house you live in. It's about what you bring and also what you can teach others. So I would still work because I think the skills that I have are very valuable and sort of a plan for me is that when I get the end of my working career, I actually want to pass on that knowledge. Yeah. So I actually want to go and teach it so that I can be one of those lecturers who goes, this is the reality of where you're going to go. Yeah. And, and not have it all about theory, but actually have it about practice. Mm. Because I think you need to pass on the knowledge to the next generation. Yeah. No, I really like how you sum that up is that people say things, oh, they buy this car and have this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but why would I want a house with giant amounts of lawn? Because then who's looking after it? And then what am I going to do with it? It's like, again, I like how you're going to like experiences and doing weird things like, 
I'd love to learn a language or do something else. I think yeah. that's a really great, I don't need endless amounts of things. Like I'm, I'm pretty good. It's just, yeah, like I still got to pay bills though, unfortunately. Like that's that challenge, I guess, but. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got to put food in the fridge, you know. <laughs> yeah, like it's a bit of a downer. Like um, my dogs would be pretty unhappy if I didn't <laughs> feed them. So sort of got to do that, eh? But, oh. But. Yeah. If you consider the 2019-2020 bushfires, right? Yeah. So you think about, I don't know what it was like out at your place. We had to take the smoke detectors down okay. because the smoke was so thick that it just kept setting them off wow. in the house. Yeah. So, and we weren't anywhere near the fires. We've got to be 30, 40, whatever it is, 50K yep. from the fires. But it was thick enough that you couldn't see the houses 100 metres down the road. Wow. And it was thick enough that you had to take, you know, the smoke detectors down. And it was so hot and I was studying at the time. And so it would be 44 degrees and we had no air conditioning and feet in a bucket and a face washer on your head trying to type about, I don't know, strategic digital integrated marketing communication, something like that. Like something completely that you don't want to be doing in January. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, in, in thick smoke. Yeah. And my father, who's a a deputy fire captain for his IRFS, you know, they didn't even do the volunteers thing. All they did was they said, who's in? And everybody put their name on the list and they were given a roster. Yeah. And what it was is it made you think about what's important. If the fire is coming down the hill, mm. what are you taking? Yeah. What actually do you give a shit about? Mm. You know, I had a client years and years ago when I worked in the photographic studio and they were in the 2009 Black Saturday bushfires. Yep. So they were a client that were married in like 1993. Yep. Lovely couple, beautiful family, moved down to, I think it's Marysville. I should know this. Anyway, <laughs> yep. um, they moved down there and then the fire was coming down the hill. So they had the action plan because all country people have an action plan. You know, this is, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. So family, kids. And then the photo albums and the dogs, okay? The fire came down the hill so quickly the dogs weren't collected, okay? So you think about what mattered to them, okay? Everybody got in the car, the whole family with the photo albums, which is their history, Aww. and the dogs didn't make it. So, you know, it's always worth going. And this is especially when we acquire things and we bring things in our house and we want to make sure that we have the latest clothes or the latest flooring or the latest, you know, I'm going to make sure I've got the brand new Thermomix thing in my, yeah. I don't know if you've got a Thermomix, but like, it's not me, but anyway. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you want one of those, great. Yeah. But you know what? If the house is burning down. Yeah. This is who gets out. And if I've got time, then what am I choosing yeah. from there? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what matters to you in life is the family, you know, the memories, the legacy that you leave. Yeah. Us, us as mothers, as women who are, you know, we play a key role in the family. Mm. We make sure we're often the glue. Yeah. We're, we're often cleaning up. We put out the fires, <laughs> yep. but we're, we're also role models mm. in what we do. So we're role models in saying you can have a career, you can have an education, right? You can make sure you wash your hair. You can make sure, but also we're going to show you that you don't have to stress about everything, Yeah, that you don't have to be Instagram perfect. No. And one of the great things about digital marketing is that when it comes 
to Instagram, I know how to make that Instagram perfect. Yeah. And I'll have my children go, wow, mom, that's an amazing photo. And I'll go, yes, this is what it looked like. And this is what it is now. Yeah. And they'll go, but that looks completely different. And I went, yep, Mm -hmm. because this is the reality of what it is. Yeah. So, you know, choose how you want to role model to those children. And if your role model thing is that you get out of bed and show up every day, that's great because that child is going to be an adult and that adult is going to say, my dad showed up every day. My mum showed up every day. You know what? It didn't matter what happened. My mum always cooked dinner or my mum always, you know, yeah. She was there. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's do you think my care, my kids would be really excited if I said, you know, my mum showed up in an Audi every day? No. No. Does it matter? No. You know? We we went to a, a barbecue a few weeks ago and lovely people, perfect people. What we didn't expect is the house is two and a half sizes bigger than the house we live in. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, far out you know this is great yep. <laughs> yeah this is a wonderful house it's the size of the house that i had back in bathurst yeah but the house i had back in bathurst didn't make me happy no. i could never clean it no. and we're driving home and my son is going mum why do we live in such a small house like he's never like that but he just got to be in his bonnet says one of the kids must have said something to him yeah and i went you know what mate you tell me with the big house that we had how many times did you spend time in our media room? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, dead set, we had a media room? Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. case in point, you didn't even need it. You didn't even want it. And and they live within two square metres of me at all times. So I don't know why I need the big house. It takes too long to clean. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with that. I had the same thing in Sydney. I had a media room. The kids had a playroom, had massive backyard and that. Never used it. It Ooh. was literally a, like cleaning and maintaining it and continuously doing whatever. It was a complete waste of time and it was just because that's what you did and it was just like, what a lie I'm being sold. <laughs> oh. And I guess like I really, I really like that you said that because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm the only one that thinks like this and that I feel that a lot of people keep doing, again, we all make you know, make decisions and then like hindsight's a great thing. But I feel like that's just maybe sometimes it's me or whatever else. I'm like, it's really nice that you have that same viewpoint because sometimes you can feel a little bit left out on a ledge sometimes. But no, I really, again, this is why obviously I like you so much. So there you go. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> that is where you, where you align and everything can I like that even your son said that it was like, yeah, because, you know, you can see an insight to other people's places. It's like, yeah, but when do you ever do it? Like all of us, we all squish onto one lounge and we've got two lounges and other TVs and stuff. It's like, no, we're all sitting on top of each other with the dogs and we're all just whatever because, yeah, I just, it's it's quite interesting and I, I like how you summarise that, yeah. I I want to get to the end of this journey and say, you know, I was happy. yeah. You know, and I made people happy. Yeah. And I made people happy not by throwing money at them or by, you know, through false promise, but just through authenticity. And uh, yeah, so happiness, money makes happiness easier in some aspects, but it doesn't, doesn't fix everything. No. 
Yeah. So anyway, we've gone off on a no, tangent. No, we haven't. And, you know, um, I'm good for tangents. But I guess that then sort of goes inside with, I guess, is that things that you wish you knew when you were younger. I wish I had listened to my intuition a little bit more just trusted that that intuition was right a little bit more just in terms of oh, wasting myself with wasting my time with boys more than anything <laughs> uh, you know, been like, there. yeah been there we all been there yeah you, you know there's if you just are there going something in the back of my mind is not quite right yeah actually you need to listen to that. You know, it's okay to actually think a little bit different and be that little bit different. And like, I was a very different kid and I was bullied a lot for that in high school. So, you know, but that's their truth. And we had, when I went to the 20 year high school reunion, which was just, a, it was a clusterfuck, excuse yeah. the yeah. language, but it was absolute clusterfuck. And I, looked around and the amount of people that were stuck in that mid-90s mentality because they peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I looked at yeah. it and just went, I'm really glad I came. Like five or ten people that I saw out of the hundred people that were there, you know, it was like the connection was back, if not stronger than yeah. it was. Yeah. But then you also had all these people that were just the bullies and the horrible, horrible people because mm. there are horrible, horrible people in this world. Yeah. And you look at them and go, you are exactly the same as I remember you mm-hmm. in the 1990s. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You know, I really, really do because you can't see any growth. No. You will never grow. And that's their truth. If they want to agree, want to see me as the same weird person, as the same, you know, not worth their time or, you know, whatever they want to put, that's that's their truth. That's not my truth. This amazing thing happens when you turn sort of 40, 41. You just stop giving a shit. Yeah, okay. About stuff like that. So, you know, that's that's probably, yeah, what are you most proud of accomplishing? Yeah. I just stopped giving a shit about things like that. You know, it's really when you're a highly empathetic person, yeah. you take a lot of stuff personally. Yeah. And so just to turn around and go, well, that's your truth. Well, actually, no, I don't need that in my life or I don't need you in my life or, you know, yeah, I made a huge mistake because I have. I've made massive mistakes in my life yep. and I've lost huge opportunities just by doing and saying dumb things, but I can't change it, no. you know? Yeah. That is my favourite thing about you then. Like I really like that because... I feel that that's a thing I constantly say to my girls every day. I say if we, it was this big thing about like in school and everything about like fitting in and being the same and all of this. And I'm like, I got weird, curly, weird hair. Like it's not nice curly hair. It's weird curly hair. And people would make fun of me at school. So I would straighten my hair every day and all of this. And I say to my kids, I'm like, when I was a kid, I was worried about being weird and I fit in and I was in that cookie cutter type scenario. And I look back and I'm like, it was boring. Be mm. weird. Be that individual person because you know what? It's so boring. If we're all the same, can you imagine the boring conversations you're going to have and we're all going to go and do the same thing? It's like, oh my God, just let me go have a sleep then. Like, oh. So this one's going to bake your noodle later. Oh God. Yep. 
what makes the most interesting person in the room actually interesting? Yeah, okay. I just like people that are just down to earth, like are approachable and don't have tickets on themselves. Like, again, like I'm happy for people to be confident in themselves, but I don't like people who are think that they're better than you, that I got that question like last year, people would go to me, where did you go to school? And I was like, I went to Cobar High. And they were like, no, I mean like, but where did you go to school? And I was like, Cobar High. Yeah, no, but what did you do after that? And I was like, no, I did all of my schooling at Cobar High. And then they're asking me about other stuff. I don't like people who make you feel inferior and things like mm. that. So if people can make you feel comfortable, I don't care who you are. I don't care anything. But as long as you are kind and you're respectful of one another, that's all I find people interesting is if they can do that for you because it's a skill to make someone feel comfortable to have an in-depth conversation with them because if you don't, it's like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, look, there's, you know, Phil over there. I'm going to go chat to Phil because you avoid them then. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you find? I can't actually answer the question. Right, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, because it's not it's it's a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, okay. So I've got friends that are two brothers, yep. okay? And this, you know, this sort of thing I've been trying to answer for years. Mm. So they're both warm, beautiful people, right? Yeah. Approachable, supportive, nice conversation, get on well with most people, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. And you go to them and you go, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And one was at the time he was a, not a seamstress, but yeah, a seamstress. Yeah. Um, for the Sydney Showgirls. Oh, yeah. And the other one is a high tensile electrician. So he goes up on the power lines. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's the lead guitarist in a Christian rock band. That's pretty, wow. That's okay. interesting. That is. Okay. Yeah. So you look at the two. The, yes, there's the job factor because that, that makes up what we do. Yeah. But they're so different and unique and yet that warmth and attributes of the person is underneath. Yeah. But it's what makes them motivated to go up on the electrical cables yeah. every day Yeah. and then come home and go, I'm going to go and practice in my Christian rock band. Yeah. <laughs> what makes the most interesting person in the room interesting? Yeah. No, again, you, you, yeah, you just casually blow my, but it, it's true though. It is like, how do people go and, yeah, what does motivate people to do that? It's, yeah, okay. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to be thinking about this for days. So I told you, yeah, bake your noodle. Yeah, yeah thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, hmm. Yes, thank you. I'm still, uh, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, one night this week and be like, why has she done this to me? <laughs> it's got to be this LinkedIn message going, God damn it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that just so you know. <laughs> so is that going to be like an interview question I have to people now? So now tell me, what do you think? And they'll be like, oh, what if like, no, but tell me really. Oh, my God. Right. I- I think it's if you were trying to unpack that question yeah. because a lot of people unpack it as you did yeah. and talk about the attributes of a person that makes them comfortable. Yeah. So that comes down to 
what fits into your tribe. Okay. Yeah, yep. But that does, or into your family, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean they're interesting. My accountant is a lovely, warm, confident person. Yeah. But if all she talks about is accounting, there's only so much interest there I can take. And I love her dearly. Yeah. You know, but what would make her interesting? You know, what if she went out and did karaoke every weekend? Yeah. yeah. What, if, what if she competed in the monthly air guitar competition? Yeah. Interesting. Still warm, confident, lovely. Yeah. So it's, and I, I remember I asked this question at a vision board workshop that I did with a friend, oh, years ago, she was starting up a business. Yeah. She said, I want to do a test vision board exercise. I went out, drove out to really the middle of nowhere. It's like the back of 40 minutes out of Taranar. So the nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. And did it. And I, I pitched this question to her and she goes, well, I think you're really interesting because, and she ran off all the attributes about me. Yeah. But that's not the question. Always answer the question. Yeah. And then you've got to kind of pick it apart. So I don't, unfortunately, I don't think you can put it in your podcast no. and just, but you can explore it. Yeah. And then that makes me then thinking, what makes me interesting? What makes, and I'm like, oh my God, why did you do this to me? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that. Oh, so sorry. No, look, and it's it is a good one though, but you're so you're so right. Like there's there's this really nice professional gentleman I've had to deal with over the last couple of years and he's such a lovely person. He is the most boring person I've ever had a conversation with. Honestly, mm. like I I and he's really lovely, but I've looked for excuses on how I can palm him off to someone else because one thing is I have no idea generally what he's talking about because he's really uber smart about science stuff and that just in my brain doesn't compute at all. But we can't have a conversation about anything else because that's all he can have a conversation about. Again, super lovely person, so lovely. Mm. But, yeah, no, he is uber boring though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a really fun one. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I need to now change where I'm going because otherwise I'm going to be thinking about this for the whole rest of the time. And you, yeah, I'm going to end up in a hole of just this. <laughs> oh my God. So how do you think then women can better support each other? Oh, look, be a little less competitive with each other. Yeah. It's all right. You know, sometimes some women are better at science Sometimes women are better at sport. Sometimes women are better at managing people. And sometimes people are better at managing tasks. Okay. And there's lots of other examples, but don't look for the leverage point where you can bring each other down. Okay. Mm. It, it's everybody is doing their own journey in their own way. You know, if you can help, great. You know, you don't need, for me personally, I have a lot going on in my life. Yeah. And a lot of things beyond this podcast and what I speak about here, but I don't need people to fix it. No. I just sometimes I just need to go, you know what? This is pissing me off. Blah, 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 and it's done. Mm. And it's out. And that's a very Italian thing to do to actually just go in and go, I'm really annoyed about this and verbalize it. Yeah. And then it's done. 
you know, so have a bit of empathy. I really like that I'm seeing more emotional intelligence in the community and in the way that we raise families now. Yeah. I think understanding that and understanding that those who are on the journey and where they see the goalposts are will always vary. Mm. And just because it varies from yours doesn't mean it's wrong. So, you know, if people want to be married and have four kids and stay home and look after those four kids, do it. Yeah, It's actually a really hard job. Mm. It's easier for me to go to work and go, right, of my 20 brands, I've got five brands that I'm doing. I'm going to go and do, what did I do the other day? Nine meetings Yeah, on top of my other work, mm. okay? Go around, flick, 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 get stuff done. You know, if I stay at home with four kids, that's actually harder yeah. for me. Yep. You know, and so see it for what it is. You know, it's, I think women can support each other by just saying, how you going? And, you know, do you need to talk about something or do you just need to talk about nothing? Yeah. Because sometimes I just don't want to talk about how I am with the kids yeah. or how I am at work. I just want to sit there and go, Jesus, nice sunset, eh? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's true, <laughs> though. Was, yeah. Yeah. And because it's just, I just need you to sit with me mm. for that moment. Yeah. And then that's it. Is that we don't just do that. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about like the kids all the time. And that I found for a while it was like people would say, oh, you know, like, tell me about yourself. And then I felt like I'd be going, oh, yeah, no, and I'm a mum and I'm this. And I'm like, but that's not actually me. I'm actually, yes, I am, but there's so many other things. So it's how you've said that and how to better support each other. It's just sometimes I don't want to talk about that. Sometimes I just want to talk about a TV episode that I've watched 500 times again mm. or whatever that it is. It's just to be there and to listen and sometimes not listen, sit in silence or whatever or, yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, I think if you don't have that person or group of people, I think it can be quite difficult and, like, I know, like, over the years, like, definitely my friend group and all of that has changed and, you know, you lose people for reasons you don't even know or you just drift apart because you don't have things in common anymore and once you can find some people who are just like yeah we're just sitting in silence and drinking our coffee and whatever I think it's really nice to just be content in whatever it is that you want to do you know you don't need to post everything on Facebook no and as a social media manager like I consume a lot so here's a fun fact for you that's got nothing to do with your podcast (laughs) the the average social media user okay just the average one yeah goes through 90 meters of content a day on their phone so you think about the size of your phone and then you go outside and walk out 90 meters and that's how much on average you're consuming a day video posts words audio thoughts emotions perspectives every day you're really enjoying blowing my mind aren't you (laughs) yeah i am (laughs) you're just like i can just hear her brain going Oh my god! You're, I just love it. You're just like, I'm. I'm really enjoying doing this to her. She's going to be thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> I haven't even pulled out the arsenal yet. Oh <laughs> god, here we go. Oh, I guess so. Then it sort of just goes and then hand in hand to my next question. I guess is then like advice for young women who are starting out. I think it's you know, I guess in career direction or 
avenues to take or anything like that, what guidance would you give a young woman? Okay, so the first thing I would say is it's all right to not know what you want to be when you grow up because I think I was 41 and like I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had an idea, but I didn't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I would say go and shake a hand anywhere you can. So if you want to be, you want to go and be a digital marketing person, all right? You love building social media, love TikTok, love Facebook, love knowing all of that stuff, okay? You can make good money doing social media marketing. Just that one job. There's countless people. I have a TikTok rep. That's all they do is they do TikTok for my company, Hmm. okay? And we do it. We've got 12 channels that we've identified and across all the brands and all the, they all, it's not like a one-stop shop where you go, I'll post it on Facebook and it goes across eight. It doesn't, it's got to vary, but that's another conversation. What I would say, if somebody said, that sounds really interesting. I want to go into social media. You want to go and do the Facebook blueprint course. That's free. Okay. You want to start your channel and just post stuff. Go and see what other people talk about. What are you interested about? What are you passionate about? You know, not, what you're opinionated about, but what do you actually really, really like? So if you really, really like crocheting, go and talk about crocheting because you know what? There's millions of people out there that do crocheting. There are Twitch streamers that make money crocheting. Yeah, That's what I do. You know, I've got a guy who makes money by painting Warcraft figures and talking about politics on Twitch for six hours a day. That's what he does for a job, you know, because he likes doing that. He likes fashioning his beard and mustache. <laughs> he likes painting his little figurines and he likes talking about politics yep. and giving money to do that, you know. So it comes back to if you know what you want to do or you've got an idea of what you want to do, you need to go beyond just the degree or just the apprenticeship or just the job, okay? What will make you stand out? What will make you feel more confident about what you do and be a better version of you. So this ties back to that whole demonstrated capability. If you are going to be a social media manager, well, let me ask you this, Nanny. If you're hiring me as your social media manager and I didn't have a Facebook channel, would you trust me? No. If I wasn't on LinkedIn, would you trust me? No, because that's that's what you do. That's your jam. Yep. So if I'm going to say omni-channel social media manager, Mm. which is what I did say, all my channels are off now, but or slow, okay? And I said Omni, I had to show it. So I ran eight channels at one point because I wanted that job. I went, what do I want to do? I want to be, I want to show that I can do websites. So I built a website. And then I got there and I said, well, if I'm going to do content and say that I do content, well, I have to write content and I have to write blogs. And I tell you what, it is the most painful thing to watch me write a blog post. 500 words takes me like four hours. I've got a friend who I rang up and she's an editor for a newspaper. And I said, 500 words, how long does it take? And she goes, oh, industry standard is one hour. But for me, it's about 40 to 45 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to do it quicker. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I do that because I need to show that the words that I have in my head can be put in plain English on the page. Yeah. Okay, so that's the sort of advice I give. If you want to be a chef, right, that's not a uni degree, that's a TAFE course, that's an apprenticeship, that's great, that's hands-on. You want to be a chef, great. If you want to be a pastry chef, you want to be making cakes and decorating cakes, go home, 
Go to Woolworths, get the two mud cakes, you know, the good old Woolworths cake hacks. Yep. Yep, get them, decorate it, give it to your neighbour, get another cake, decorate it, give it to your mum, whatever, you know. Become really, really good at fondant. Become really, really good at whatever. And you know what? If you get there and you try it after a month and you go, I really don't like this and I really hate using fondant and it really sucks, but I love making crockenbush. Yeah. Go make crockenbush. Gives you an answer of what you really like and what makes you spring out of bed. I tell everybody to write pro con lists. It's like, I know that I don't want to be at work at 10 o'clock at night or I don't want to commute an hour and a half or those things. It's like, I know that I don't want to do that. So from there, like I started, I finished school and was like, I'm going to become a lawyer. And then I started working in a law firm and I started my law degree and I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. But in my mind, the whole time in high school, I was like, I'm going to be the best lawyer. I know all the case law. I can recite legislation. Like I'm the best at this. I get there. I'm working it. I hated it. It was horrible. But, you know, I'm glad I didn't finish it and start and whatever else, but it is when you can think that, you know, I'm really good at cleaning the toilet. Doesn't mean I want to do it as a career. <laughs> I only thing I say about the commute, because often we get in the car and the car says it's an hour 20 to get home. Yeah. Okay. Because we've missed that little window between end of school zone and everybody getting out of the office. Mm. But I tell you what, what takes longer, a work week doing something you love or a work week where it's just a grind. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I do spend four hours in the car. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Okay. If you had said to me six months ago, you're going to go and be really excited about spending between four to five hours in a car every week, <laughs> I would have gone, get lost, you know, because yeah. I moved to a neighborhood where I literally drive out of my driveway and we go to the school for drop off and I'm home in 10 minutes because they still, they have a, a COVID policy where you don't get out of the car. Yeah. So you pull up in the bus bay, they open the doors, the children get out, they close the door, you drive away and that's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I love my kids. If I wanted to stop and walk them in, I can. Yeah. But you know what? They want to go and play with their friends. They're yeah. not interested in mum. Mum's boring. Yeah. So, you know, like for me, that's great. Drive around the corner, put drop off, come back, done. Mm. Perfect. So it's not so much what I don't want in my life, what I do want in my life. Okay. I want every day to be different, Tick. I want to work with a team, but not every day. Okay, because it's people, it's a bit much. Yep. You know, I love people. I'm a social animal. I did remote work for six years. Honestly, it was just, it messes with your head when you only do that. Mm. And, it, and it really messes with your head when you will send away a message like, hi, can you just approve this because I need that to do, you know, whatever. Mm. I've finished 10 hours of work. I want to publish it. And then the next month is done. And you hit go and you know they've seen it. And then there's nothing for the next three hours, you know, like, yeah. whereas in an office you go, can you just look at that? And I'll go, oh, give me 10 minutes. Yep. No dramas, you know? Yeah. And what do you want? What do you want when you grow up? Where do you want to be? That was our seventh episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, same time, same place with our next installment. We have some brilliant episodes coming up. So keep a lookout on our socials for sneak peeks. You'll hear from us soon.